Right, hello. My name is Joan Marsh. I'm Deputy Editor at The Lancet Psychiatry and I'm here to talk with Paul Glazew about the public availability of trial protocols. So, Paul, could you just introduce yourself briefly? Uh, yes, Joan. I'm Paul Glazew, Professor of Evidence-Based Medicine at Bond University and um, the co-lead of the Lancet's Reward Campaign. Um, which is looking at trying to reduce waste in research. One of the targets of this campaign is to make the methods of studies more accessible, which could be accomplished by increasing the public availability of research protocols. So could you tell us what exactly is a research protocol and what is their purpose? So a research protocol is the sort of instruction manual which gives the step-by-step -step process for carrying out the piece of research. That includes both the design things like the recruitment um, and the measurements, but also the, um, the procedures such as the treatments and doses that you're going to give people. And to replicate the research, you need very clear instructions, the full protocol, whereas the method sections of most papers are a very abbreviated summary of, of that full description. And to what extent are protocols publicly available now? What's the scope of the problem? Okay, we don't exactly know. So in the 2014 Lancet series on waste in research where we calculated that there had been about an 85% waste in research, um, part of that waste was due to the unavailability of either the publication or the incomplete reporting. And we tried to find how often protocols were um, available that could find very little information on that. That's why the um, Lancet study that's just coming out, which looks at the rate of um, protocols being publicly available, is actually a very important step. And that study has found that about two-thirds were not available, even though the protocol was usually submitted to the Lancet because the Lancet asks for it. Um, it was very similar to Lancet Psychiatry. It was closer to 50%, but not statistically significantly different. That's quite a problem then, and it's probably an optimistic estimate to say that um, a third are available because the Lancet is um, exceptional as a journal. They ask for the, the protocol, which is unusual. We're just talking about trials, and actually we're just talking about publications. So this would be a, a, a best case, if you like. My guess is that, in general, availability is much worse than the third that this study has found. So that's pretty low. Why is it important that they are publicly available? Couldn't you just email the authors of the study and ask to see their protocols? Yeah, that's a good question, Joan. Well, there's a lot of purposes to having the protocol available. One is for the reader of the research to enable them to check that what was uh, the authors said they were going to do in the protocol is what they've actually published. And we know that people, for example, switch their primary outcome or that they fail to report outcomes in the report. And unless you've got the protocol to check that against, you can't. But importantly for the waste in research procedure, it's also essential if you're going to try and repeat that research to check you get the same results or extend that research to build on the protocol. Um, and that's particularly true for the descriptions of the interventions and particularly for non-drug interventions. Unless you've got that full description, you can't repeat the study that you've, you've read about in that paper. And does this apply just to clinical trials in medicine? 
No, we'd love to have the protocols for everything. So that includes applied research like research about prognostic studies or diagnostic studies or epidemiology where we're looking at risk factors, for example. But it also applies to preclinical research, research that would look at, for example, um, animal studies where you're testing drugs in animals or looking at um, imaging studies. All those, we'd like to have the protocol again so that um, new research can build on that previous research. So what do you think can be done to improve the situation? And is the reward campaign doing anything in particular here? Yes, so the answer is yes to both those questions. I think the main thing that can be done is for the protocols to be made publicly available in a public repository somewhere and then linked. And one way of doing that is within the clinical trials registry. So clinicaltrials.gov in the US is already asking for this. The other registries would need to be funded properly to be able to do that. But that's just clinical trials and this needs to be done for everything. Journals can play a big part in this by asking and encouraging authors to, to submit their protocol first of all when, when it's undergoing review, but then to make those protocols publicly available. It would also make them easier to find, which is important, if in the titles they made sure they used the word protocol because um, we've discovered that it was easy to miss the protocol. So there are lots of things that could be done and the reward campaign is is pushing on all of those fronts to try and improve the availability of, of protocols. But a big step has been this publication which will indicate that it really is a, 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 as big a problem or a bigger problem than we thought. Oh, I was surprised at the size of the problem. So we have some simple steps we can tackle going forward. Thank you very much, Paul. I wish you luck with this and hopefully in a year or two we'll do an audit and find there's been some improvement. Thanks, Joan. A pleasure.